Let us pray. Father, we thank you. We appreciate you for the opportunity again to gather together at your feet to learn from you. We thank you for yesterday. We appreciate you, Lord, for the foundation. And today, we expect more from you. We make every heart bear and vital grounds for the implantation of your word. Thank you. Your word will come. It will come with power. It will come with light. And it will help us. We bless you. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. Praise the Lord. Um, I appreciate um, our pastor again for inviting me. And um, all the leadership of the church. Yesterday I was so much in a rush. I don't know whether I greeted people. I can't even remember. Did I greet people yesterday? I didn't greet you. Sorry. At least you can backdate the greeting. Tell your neighbor, Wakiwa. So, don't worry. My wife didn't even tell me. But I just thought I didn't say Ekule. It's nice to be here. And it's a great work people are doing. I appreciate everyone. Put your hands together for everyone that's laboring. Uh, especially, I appreciate our technical team. They're doing a good work. The material was ready yesterday evening and, um, you know, it was going out. God will reward. The theme is thrive. Thrive. And uh, we said to thrive is to grow it's to develop well to develop vigorously don't lose sight of the vigorously all right it's different from just growing it's different from just succeeding it is with vigor with fervency and um we saw that it is to progress towards a goal or realize a goal despite or because of circumstances. So it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter the dollar exchange rate, the price of diesel. It doesn't matter the economy, the inflation rate. Nothing matters. If God's hand makes you to thrive, as a matter of fact, it could be that circumstance that is a fuel for your thriving. If you believe, say amen. amen. So we saw that um, you can have a seed, like in the picture that was used for the um, promotion of seed that is growing in a drought environment. And I said, there has to be something in you, something different. All right, we know about genetic engineering. There are plants that can grow in very arid condition, in very terrible condition. Even things like fertilizer, they are becoming, you know, obsolete because of genetic engineering. They breed plants that wouldn't need that much nitrogen or that can fix nitrogen from the air that pests wouldn't attack. So, in other words, from the things we see, we can understand the things that we don't see. 
So God's presence in you can equip you to survive, to thrive in very hostile circumstances. And because it's God in you, the hope of glory that's working, people can't copy you. You are not copyable. Are you following me? They can't do what you are doing because it is God in you. And we saw that life is like a warfare. We read about the weapons of our warfare because poverty is an enemy. Sickness is an enemy. Ignorance is an enemy. Backwardness is an enemy. And we go against these things not with the weapons of the rest of the society. Our weapons are different. They are mighty in God. And they pull down strongholds. Strongholds like human reasoning. That was the number one. And false argument. That was number two. And proud obstacles. And lastly, we said disobedience. Okay? So, when we get into the spirit by disconnecting those things that are of the flesh, then we are ready to thrive. Today, we're looking at connecting and walking in the spirit or operating in the spirit. Connecting. So, having disconnected from the flesh, then we connect to the spirit. First Corinthians chapter 2. I'll read from verse 6. It's a bit lengthy. First Corinthians 2 from 6. However, we speak wisdom among those who are mature, yet not the wisdom of this age, nor of the rulers of this age, who are coming to nothing. I mean, mark it. There are things happening in the world. Let me just pause there. If you know metrics, if you know indices, if you know things that are happening all over the world, you will know that the world is ready for a new order. Things don't just happen this way. I mean, unimaginable things are happening. And uh, if you talk of nations owing, it's terrible. It's terrible. We look at Nigeria, our budget for next year, the percentage that is going to be borrowed, these things cannot continue for long. America is in bad shape. China, the war with Ukraine and Russia. If you understand economics, you will know that there are big trouble. Governments have been printing paper money. All right? They've been printing money. When they don't have money, they just go and say print and distribute. All those things, palliatives that they were giving on COVID, information has revealed that they were not real money. And these things are now showing up in inflation, in terrible things. And the world is expecting another round of recession. Are you following me? But in famine and in destruction, we shall laugh. As a matter of fact, darkness covers the world so that our light can shine. So we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery. The hidden wisdom which God ordained before the ages for our glory. For our glory. Please take note. Which none of the rulers of this age knew, for had they known, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. But as is written, I has not seen, nor ear heard, nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for, for those who love him. That's us. But God has revealed them to us through his spirit. For the spirit searches all things, yes, 
the deep things of God. For what man knows the things of a man except the spirit of the man which is in him? Even so, no one knows the things of God except the spirit of God. The next agenda in the world, no one knows except God. The next agenda in Nigeria, no one knows except God. In your state, no one knows except God. I look at the plans, people are talking about election in 2023. Look, except the Lord build. Except the Lord build. We don't know what God is up to. It's only those who connect with the spirit that know the mind. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God. That we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God. Look, let's just pause there. This is saying that there are things that are freely given to us. But we might not even know them. And if you don't know them, you can't get them. I hope I'm communicating. These are serious issues. They are freely given, but we need to know them. Obadiah says, possess your possessions. Is it not funny? You tell a person, possess your possession. So why did we call it your possession if you did not possess it? So there are things that are waiting for us that we can only understand when we know the Spirit of God. So they are freely given, but we need to know. These things we also speak not in words which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Spirit teaches, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. But the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God. That's why we disconnected yesterday. For they are foolishness to him, nor can he know them, because they are spiritually designed. Please, they are spiritually, say it, they are spiritually designed. Please say they are spiritually designed. You see, it will look stupid. It's only those who are equipped spiritually that can see those things but he who is spiritual judges all things hallelujah yet he himself is rightly judged by no one for who has known the mind of the lord that he may instruct him but we have the mind of christ so we know the mind of god are you following me god expects us to thrive because we know him we carry his spirit we are connected with him so disconnecting from the flesh is not to live a vacuum, is to connect with the spirit. Some years ago, many years ago, I read a book, Tactics, written by Edward de Bono. Edward de Bono wrote some books, a lot of books. I love, you know, I love his writings and all that. He wrote about tactics for success. He said, tactics, science, and arts of success. Tactics, science, and arts of success. And he enumerated ways in which people become successful. I'll just talk about four of them. One, it says, inheritance. Some people inherit money. Are you following me? And because they inherited money, they, they have an advantage over others. Well, you know, we can't, we can't do anything about that. It's either they left something for you or they didn't leave anything for you. But if they left anything for you, you still have to be careful. Because many people have eaten their ways into poverty from riches. The second one, he said lucky. Some people become successful, rich, very rich, by luck, sheer luck. Again, I'll say if you were lucky to make money, if you don't have the spirit, you can lose the money. 
As a matter of fact, research has shown that many people that won lottery, they end up being worse. Because what you don't work for, what you didn't earn, it doesn't last. Number three, he said people in a growth field, in a growth field. Now, what's a growth field? There are industries that are growing. Right now, the biggest companies in the world are not manufacturing companies. The days of manufacturing companies are gone. I mean, so when Nigeria were busy battling about oil, even about our things, you know, cashew, cocoa, and look, those are not the things that now make in this time and age. So go and look at the likes of Google, the likes of Facebook, the likes of Amazon. They are not producing nothing. This is a knowledge age. Knowledge economy is for those who are wise. And if we can connect with the mind of Christ, who should be the best? You see this guy, Tesla? When you, when you listen to many of these guys, you will, you will you just wonder what's happening to us. It's nothing to do with us. It's just because we are not connecting right. So in a growth field, people will study what's happening. And now... Many people are moving into, into, into education. YouTube is coming into education. YouTube. They see that the, the people that spend the greatest time on the YouTube are looking for knowledge. Are you following me? Microsoft, they went in. I mean, everybody Google into education. They look at what's growing and then they go into it. All right? That's number, number three of how people succeed. Tactics, the art and science of success. The one that interests me is people that are a little mad. A little mad. Skoska, you know. People that are not normal. That are abnormal. And you know what makes them a little mad? When the world is going right, they go left. When the world is going up, they go down. If people are buying, they sell. When people are selling, they buy. Are you following me? And he says, these guys, you know, they're a little mad. And you saw what we read earlier. If God is the one speaking to you, God can tell you, go to a place and begin to buy the land. Are you following me? Somebody bought a place. They didn't know what was in the place. They didn't know that there were serious minerals deposited there. You just obey. Just obey. Don't begin to argue. You may not understand where God is taking you, but if you know it is God, are you following me? Those who know their God, they are strong and they do exploits. So he says, the little mad guys, they do exploits. And when you listen to many of these guys, John Bezos, and when you listen to them, <laughs> he said, these guys are, are not talking what everybody's talking. Look, as a child of God, stop talking what everybody's talking. Stop talking what everybody is talking. You are different. When the Bible says we are a peculiar people, it's a reason. There's a reason behind our peculiarity. When they say somebody is peculiar, it means it's different. It's, it's not, so, so you don't do what everybody's doing if you want to thrive. That's how you can make a difference even in a harsh, in a hostile environment. You don't copy everybody. All right? So... You think based on what God tells you to do. I spoke yesterday about 
when God laid it on my heart that we should start an A-level school. And then we had a guy who was busy looking at another place where they were doing remedial studies and so on and so forth. You must know what God tells you. You must know what God tells you. At every time, you must know what God tells you. All right? People have told us, look, you, you can't, you can't, you can't uh, get enough people who, who, are, who, are, who are speaking English. You need to have um, a Yoruba interpretation in, in the church and so on. And, uh, you know, yeah, we do it, but it's not at the risk of changing the vision. You must know what God tells you at every point in time. Because people will come and tell you all sorts of things. In 1 Corinthians, I read it earlier, uh, 2, 14 to 15. But the mature man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him, nor can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. But he who is spiritual judges all things. Now, I want to read that in NIV. I know you have NIV. NIV. The person without the Spirit does not accept the things that come from the Spirit of God, but considers them foolishness and cannot understand them because they are designed only through the Spirit. The person with the Spirit makes judgments about all things, but such a person is not subject to merely human judgments. So if you declare your vision and somebody says it can't work, like David, turn and look for another person. And declare what God told you. Something that pains me many times is I see people who are gifted in the church and they don't know that their gifts can make room for them. Very few of them. And I believe the world is making, they, is waiting for them. The whole creation is groaning and waiting with earnest for the manifestations of the sons of God. Why? Because they are carrying something that will thrive even in the circumstance. Now, there are four things that I want us to see as areas that we need to get information and support. Not just information, that we need to connect with the Spirit. The first one is purpose. Purpose. When Christians come to me and say, Ah, Pastor Mewa, what business can we do? Or what can I do? That's one of the questions I don't like. It's like a lady coming to ask you that, what young man can I marry? Faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. But faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. If you don't have faith based on what God has said, you don't have any business looking for what God has not spoken about. Because faith is the substance of what you hope for. And what you hope for comes from what God has told you. So what's the purpose of what you're doing? We read the story of Isaac yesterday. There was famine in the land, just like there was famine in the time of Abraham. Genesis 26 from verse 2. Then the Lord appeared to him and said, do not go down to Egypt. Live in the land of which I should tell you. Dwell in this land and I will be with you and bless you. For, for to you and your descendants I will give all these lands. And I will perform the oath which I swore to Abraham your father. Now see where we're going. And I will make your descendants multiply as the stars of heaven. I will give to your descendants all these lands. And in your seed 
all the nations of the earth shall be blessed. We are excited when we see that Isaac stayed there and uh, he made a lot of money. But we do not see the purpose. That's the purpose. God wasn't just blessing Isaac for blessing Isaac's sake. He goes on saying, I will do this, I will multiply you. Because in your seed, all the nations of the earth shall be blessed. Whatever you're doing, whatever service, whatever business, whatever profession, are you following me? You must find a way of linking it to the purpose of the spirit. If you are a doctor in, in the medical profession, God doesn't want people to die of poverty, of sickness and things like that. And so you go into it to ensure that God's mind is actualized. That you are pained by seeing people suffering. You are pained by pe seeing people in ignorance. You are pained by seeing people in poverty. It must touch you because that's what will bring about the passion that will make you to thrive. Look, if it's all about what you will eat or what you will drink. Jesus said so in Matthew chapter 6. Therefore, don't worry saying what shall we eat or what shall we drink or what shall we wear. For after all these things, the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly father knows that you need all these things. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added to you. Don't start a business because you want to make money. Are you following me? If you start a business because you, can, you want to make money, you are living out the purpose of God. But if you can connect what you want to do to the purpose of God, maybe because you see that there's so much poverty and you want to do something about it. The guys who started Jobberman and things like that, I, I mean, I share this kind of thing. Somebody did not get a job and he was looking for work. And then all of a sudden, it strikes him that, ah, there are many people like me. Maybe I can set up a business or a service and I will be helping them to get jobs. And then it becomes a service. And he makes money from it. And he thrives on it. Because you connect to the purpose of God. But if it was about, ah, what can I do that I can make money? Then you are connecting back to the flesh. But if you are concerned about what concerns God, God will drop things in your heart. I've shared this so many times. Why did we start EAC for A-Levels? Our first daughter, when she did her, her jam, the first time she had 180, the second time she had 190, and there were no bab calls, no what? are you following me? And so, what will we do? Then I found that there was this solution. God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our troubles, with the comfort that we are to comfort those who are in the same trouble. With the comfort that the Holy Spirit has given to us. So you connect to the Holy Spirit of God. He shows you that there's so much pain in the world. And when you see those things, that is giving you purpose to thrive. So God was not about to bless Isaac for nothing's sake. He says, in your seed, all the nations shall be blessed. I hope we are seeing the realization now. Because we run away, Isaac stood in the land, and he got a hundredfold, and the man began to prosper, and he went forward. But the purpose of his prospering is God's purpose. I've learned that once in a while, when you get a lot of money, 
Be very, very attentive. God has a reason. There's a reason why the children of Israel in Egypt, they spoke to their masters. We're going somewhere. Please borrow us your earring, your gold, your trinkets, or whatever. Because God was going to need it in the wilderness to build a tabernacle. And they went away with a lot of substance. Were they poor? They couldn't be poor. You can't be poor when you are, you know, working with God. When you are tangoing with God. When you are connecting with God. Alright? So, don't look for what you eat. I want to read that Matthew chapter 6 verse 33 in the Amplified. But seek, aim at, and strive after, first of all, his kingdom and his righteousness. His way of doing and being right. And then all these things taken together will be given you besides. So the secret is to make God's purpose your purpose. So, instead of saying that I want to take this job because it will give me more money. Where is God's purpose in it? I want to set up this business to make money. Where is God's purpose in it? Why not deal with poor health facility? Instead of complaining, every complaint is an opportunity. Connect. You see, there's a reason why God says you should pray for leaders. Are you following me? It's for us to be sensitive about the problems. And the problems are the raw materials for our thriving. Bad roads. A friend of us, you know, came up with a solution on patching, you know, bad roads some months ago. And I said, wow. So as he's going on a road, on a road that is rough, he's saying, why is this road like this? But instead of saying that, ah, what's the Buhari doing about it? What's Bakidin doing about it? He's saying, what can we do about this? Have that mindset. What can we do about it? God will have left man when man fell, but God said, what can we do about it? God will have left the earth when it was void, when it was shapeless. He says, let us make man in our own image. Let's have that attitude. Attitude of making God's purpose as a uh, purpose. Even as a worker. There's a reason why Joseph was working somewhere and they saw that God was prospering them. There's a reason why Jacob was working with Laban because there was something that showed that the, 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 the heart of this person had been connected with God's heart. Let's move on. Second is your plans. So to thrive, connect with God's purpose. Number two, connect with God's plans. God has fantastic plans. If you want to Get the best of plans, meditate. Sit down with God. What, how, God. How shall we do this? God, what should we do in this situation? You know, in the case of Isaac, I suspect that his thriving had to do with water. Because there was farming. And uh, he dug wells. And water came from the wells. I don't know whether he arranged irrigation. I don't know what. But it was instructive that he did not just stay in Gera. He must have connected with God. And he also remembered his upbringing. Secret things belong unto God. 
but he reveals some things that are for us and for our children. So Abraham dug wells. In Genesis chapter 21, verse 25, there was, there was problem with Abimelech. Then Abraham rebuked Abimelech because of a well of water which Abimelech's servants had seized. So this time around, God said, stay in Gera and Isaac dug wells. All right? Verse, okay, let's go to Genesis 26, verse 15. Genesis 26, 15. Now the Philistines had stopped up all the wells which his father's, his father's servants had dug in the days of Abraham, his father, and they had filled them with earth. You see, people can be angry with you, especially when you begin to succeed. They will do all, you know, they say that Adete, a leper may not be able to milk, but they can throw away the pot. You'd be ready for those things because they are of the world and we are of the spirit. So they, 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 they block those things, verse 17. Okay, sorry, verse 16. And Abimelech said to Isaac, go away from us, for you are much mightier than we. Then Isaac departed from there and picked his tent in the valley of Gerah and dwelt there. Remember, God said he should stay in Gerah. And they drove him from Gerah, where God asked him to stay. All right? But despite that, the man was still prospering. The key thing is obedience. Be where God wants you to be. All right? So he went to the valley of Gerah. And um, when he got there, verse 18, And Isaac dug again the wells of water which they had dug in the days of his father. For the Philistines had stopped them, and he called them by the names which his father had called them. Names are powerful. Names are powerful. There was a message that Pastor Tulu preached many, many years ago about names. Are you following me? He called them those names. Why? I don't know. But it must have been by revelation. All right? And verse 19. Also Isaac's servant dug in the valley and found a well of running water. A well of running. This was not just water. Running water. But the husband of Gerah quarreled with Isaac's husband, saying, The water is ours. So he called the name of the well, well Essek, because they quarreled with him. Then they dug another well, and they quarreled over that one. So he called his name Sitna, and he moved from there and dug another well, and did not quarrel over it. So he called his name Rehoboth, because therefore now the Lord has made room for us, and we shall be fruitful. I see something there. It's not just the well, it's not just the water. If it was just the well or the water, when those guys overtook those places, are you following me? Then they would have been the ones prospering. But they didn't leave him like that because ah, ah, they drove in, they saw the well. Look, they can chase you from where God wants you to be. They can stop you from doing what God wants you. But it doesn't matter. Are you following me? If you are not there, it won't be what you should be. There used to be one woman selling Akara on the way to um, Elisha. Hmm? Many people can copy, but when you see the original, I don't know whether I don't know whether it's still there. But anytime you are traveling past that place, you will go to that place. You will see many. If it's not Panadol, it is not Panadol. Right? If it is not you, are you following me? It can be it. Because it's not just anyhow, you are walking according to the plan of God. By verse 26 of Genesis 26, they had to go back again after chasing him. Then Abimelech came to him from Gera. Now, they have driven him from Gera with Ahuzat, one of his friends, and Fico, the commander of his army. Can you imagine? 
they went to meet him. And Isaac said to them, why have you come to me? Since you hate me, and you have sent me away from you. But he said, ha, we have certainly seen that the Lord is with you. I've seen something. When you rent a house, and you do a certain business in it, many times on landlords, when they see that the business is thriving, you know what they do? They eject you, and they try to do the same business. But then when they run into trouble, so they will come like Abimelech. <laughs> we can see that God. We, it's, it's not the house. It's not the location, though. No. It's God. He says that, okay, just do a covenant with us that you will not harm us. All right? Because we can see, verse 29, since we have not touched you, and since we have done nothing to you but good, <laughs> and have sent you away in peace. They are trying to now say, eh, we sent you away in peace, so you are now the blessed of the Lord. The enemy will, by their own mouth, proclaim and say, you are the blessed of the Lord. When the Lord turned the captivity of Israel, you were like them in their dreams. Then the heathen say, ah, God has turned their captivity. God will make the enemy to rejoice with us in the name of Jesus. Number three, the principles of oppression. So, number one, to thrive God's purpose. Don't just set up a school. Go against ignorance. Don't just set up a hospital. Go against sickness. Don't just set up a shop or whatever. Go against poverty. Go against whatever. Are you following me? Then the plan, ask God, how shall we do it? How shall we do it? Jacob revealed in one of those ways when we are going, you know, how the angel of the Lord showed him a dream that when the animals are meeting this way, what will happen is that. There are things that God teaches us that man cannot. I mean, I, I cannot, I mean, I cannot share all my testimonies. There was a time we got a job to fabricate Honeywell, the Honeywell flour mill in Lagos. So, you know, just truly was trying to do all whatever can come. And so I got a contract to construct some vats for the Honeywell. Some people are looking at me, they don't know I've done construction. I've done all sorts of, we've done wiring, anything, anything. Are you following me? Until we found out that God indeed should give you the purpose. So, we were going to make a vat, square, I mean, sorry, a rectangle on top and round at the bottom. And I went everywhere. No engineer knew what to do. I went to ask them. I had a friend who was there. He's now jackpot to Canada. Uh, because Asidem is no more. Very sad, very sad. So many things, are, I mean, so, so very sad. And um, this guy studied engineering, fabrication, and all that. He looked at it. He said, ah, he said, well, this is a difficult one. Though. He said, you're going to use projection. He said, all those things, I didn't understand it. Ah. Then he went to design and he brought the thing and he said, what's, he said, I said, ah. I said, well, I don't, I don't think this will work. He said, ah. He said, it's a difficult thing. It's very difficult. That he had to do projections and angle. I said, okay, look, don't worry. I said, supposing we do something like this and I now told him what came to my mind. So we have this one. You know, I looked at the side of the rectangle. I saw a small circle. There is an arc. I said, so let's say this arc, we are making it bigger and bigger until it becomes a quarter of the whole circle. So it means at the bottom. He said, go. go. <laughs> so it's not easy like that. Too. They will tell you it is foolish. And so I said, can we go and buy cardboard? He said, okay. It's my money, Abby. We bought the cardboard. 
And then we sat down in his office and uh, we were cutting the thing like I was saying. And then we cut it and we put it together and he stood. He looked at me and said, where did you see this? I said, I don't know. I just thought about it. Look, I've thought about so many things. There is something that I, w- I can give your son or even you to go through. You will answer questions when you finish and you submit. And I will give you, I will tell you. It will tell you who you are. It will tell you the kind of job you should do. It's called psychometric analysis. I will just sit down and then God will just direct me. I have a cousin. She said she will open her eyes and on the ceiling, she was making dresses. She will see cuts on the ceiling. God's hand. God is not a respecter of person. Those Israelites, Israelis, let me say Israelis, they are not Israelis, the Jews that discover things. They have so many patents. So many, uh, what's this, these are what they win. You know, the Nobel, the Nobel Awards. The highest belongs to the Israelites, to the Israelis. And it is by inspiration. Are you following me? Get your plan from God. Number three, what are your principles? What are your principles? So you have set up your business and they say that uh, don't, don't, don't take nonsense from anybody in this direction. But what is God's word saying? What is God's word saying? What are your value statements? One day like that, I overheard our accountant, direct, financial director, talking to a parent and saying, look, pay me my money now. I, I mean, if you don't pay so and so. And I said, ah, I said, is that good? Dear, dear, please don't talk to anybody like that. We should operate by biblical principles. He doesn't have today. He may have tomorrow. All right? I said, we remember when our son finished school start. Mm-hmm. He finished school start. A jam form then was about 1,600 naira or something like that. We didn't have the 1,600 naira to take jam form for him. And so I remember. Are you following me? And then he passed his A-levels. So we had to beg somebody to go to Abuja. 5,000 naira. To my sister Lamide, I will never forget her, Adebayo. She was the one that went to Abuja. And why all the trouble? Because we did not have the 1,600 naira jam form. All right? So that's why Jesus is touched by a feeling of infirmities. He has gone through everything. So walk with his principles. Walk his, walk with his, you see, it doesn't matter what competition is. It doesn't matter what even the people you are dealing with are, keep to God's word. Keep to God's words. Uh, one day, there was a man, I can mention his name, it doesn't matter, Chief Olakujo, he was secretary to your state government. All right? His two children came to EAC, and this man, <laughs> he was coming to, he will come and beg. Uh, sorry, I don't have the money today. And he will explain and explain. He will sit down. When somebody's making entreaties, speaking for a long time, you know it's because the person doesn't have the money. Are you following me? But God's word says we should take care of such people. 
And eventually the children passed out. One became a doctor, one engineer, and things like that. And we were sitting down, and then I had the news. They said the news to your state government is Chief Lakojo. Ah. I looked at the phone. And let's call the man. The man that used to be Unigbese was now secretary to government. Ah, I called him. I said, Hello, sir. I said, yeah. I said, I, we had it. Ah, he said, Emilio. He said, Emilio, I am the one. Emilio Kong. <laughs> Sorry, he didn't say Emilio Kong. Don't, don't mind me. He said, I'm the one. He said, Ah, Unsojo for you. I will pay you. Although he didn't really pay. But, you know, the zeal, the willingness was there. And that thing humbled me. Supposing we had rubbished him. Supposing, you know, you had talked to him. And then he becomes... I imagine the way the wife of Potiphar would have been looking at Joseph when Joseph became prime minister. The wife, thank God for hijab. She, she would have used strong hijab, Abi, so that... When they are saying, bow the knee, bow the knee, she also shall so that Joseph will not say that, ah, ah, madam. <laughs> Share in me. Are you following me? Operate with God's principle. The last one because of time, your power. Your power. There's a power requirement to thrive. When we are obedient, then we have a right to expect God's power to manifest. There will be days of difficulty. Are you following me? That's right, all we have had. There will be days of challenges. You may call it challenge, you may call it problem, you may call it whatever. A problem is a problem. We are not worried. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him out of them all. Out of them all. The power of God. So if you operate with God's principles, then you can call for God's power. I talked yesterday about where, when they sold the office we were using at the time, you know, it belonged to somebody, and he sold it to somebody. We were tenants, and the guy came with thugs and wanted to drive us out. And then they last spoke to the person and said that, ah, I don't know what she, what she, is it put eye on? He's, somebody with talks, and you say that show we know long going by, and the person prostrated. There might be no man. Uncle called me uncle, came with talks. <laughs> One day this guy came and said, Uncle, after some months, are you following me? We had been dealing with him. He said, I need 5,000 naira. Shelly, yummy, 5,000. I will return it. Has he returned it, man? Well, up to today, he has not returned it. But I, I didn't even want to collect it. I said this is testimony. That the guy who wanted to chase us out is asking us for help. Ah! If I had a babalawu who was giving me something to use, I would be taking people to him. But we have one who is above. Who is the king of kings. Who is the Lord of Lords? What mountain ails thee? Are you following me? It will become a plain. As a roundup, Romans eleven thirty six. For of him, 
and through him and to him are all things to whom be glory forever amen let's bow our heads in prayer glory be to god in the highest amen glory be to god in the highest amen for his mercies and bread forever amen for your mercies can do what no man can do Jehovah only you if there's any situation in your operation in your business in your work whatever only you can do what no man can do Jehovah You have closed a shop. And it looks like you need to close another one. I say only you can do what no man can do, Jehovah. As you need his help, just raise your two hands and ask him for his help. What no man can They have overlooked you several times. We say only can do what no man can do Jehovah you are worried about the death you are worried about the death you are worried about the death we say only you can do what no man can do Jehovah You are going to thrive. You are going to thrive. You are going to thrive. I say only you can do what no man can do. To him and ask for his impartation. Father, there's a reason why you called for these days that we will speak on thrive. Many of us are even afraid of survival. We are saying, How will we do it? And you are saying it's not survival, it is thriving time. We believe your word. Your word says, Believe the Lord your God, you'll be established. Believe your servants, the prophets. We will prosper. We believe your servant. And we believe the words you have spoken to us these two days. We know more is still coming. But because we have believed, I believe you, Lord, for thriving in every situation in the name of Jesus. Every Egyptian that have terrorized us, they will flee in the name of Jesus. I believe you, Lord. We will look back to the day and we will know that you indeed have spoken. Thank you, Father, Lord God. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. You may take your seats.
If you are not born again, you are in the house, just raise your hand. If I don't see your hand, I will just drop the mic. If you are not born again, you want to give your life to Jesus, I can't see any hand. Thank the Lord for his word. 